Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we smash apart the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute chunks so we can analyze them in scrupulous detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Road to Infinity podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco. And yes, we've reached it, finally. Part three. The third and concluding chapter of... When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. Oh, sing it to me, Dean. Our pizza-related intro banter. That's right. I probably could have come up with a better name for that. <laughs> That's but it's, not... It's, it is what it, it is exactly what it is. It is what it is. All right, so right. let me ask you this. What's the worst thing you do for pizza? Oh, the worst thing you do? What's the worst thing you do? Like, mm. think about it. Like, okay, pizza. Mm-hmm. And let's say good. Mm. Good pizza. I know exactly the kind of pizza you think. Right. How far would I go for How that? How far would you go? Would I, would I lie? Yes. Would I you, cheat? Ooh. Yes. Well, would oh. I steal? No. Oh. I think that's as far as I'd go. You have an interesting hierarchy of moral <laughs> obligations. <laughs> I went down the list of lie, cheat, and steal. Cheat, I, I, cheating, I mean, like, in terms of on a test or something like that, not on a spouse. Me? Yeah. Total disregard for structural and digital security. Ooh. I would just say, forget it. Okay. Medium cheese with with jalapenos and sliced sausage. <laughs> You're in. You're in. I don't care. I don't care. I got no responsibilities. The power of pizza. I just I get paid with a check for my job. But you got pizza. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> hey man, Stanley <laughs> makes a mighty fine pizza. You know what? Maybe. <laughs> still, I'm still ticked it's off like, about the what last would you do minute. For a Klondike bar. What would you do for Stanley's pizza? See, would you lose your job? Oh, come on. <laughs> This is a world with with we have to protect things, and pizza is not the 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 universal key to destroying all of that protection. I think it is. I think I think good pizza can be the key to destroy. Is it depends on the pizza. It depends on the pizza. I'm well, saying. that's well, that's what we find out. Right, <laughs> we don't get to see what's on the topic, so maybe it was the perfect pizza on there, but. Oh that, my. We'll see. The power of pizza opens doors in minute 39 of 2008's Incredible Hulk will be directed by Louis Leterrier. Uh, we pick up with uh, our uh, the rest of the cameo from our own Lou Ferrigno, uh, who's... Uh, Looks carefully at the pizza. It has exactly the toppings he would take. I say, if you open that up, and that was covered in olives, that we know olives are the most evil of pizza. Exactly. Toppings. So we know he would have been like, take this away. And yeah, and get out of here. I'm man. calling the police. Right, and <laughs> smash the little man, and off we would gone. But apparently it was right, because he gets a nice smile on his face, and then and, and, and a deal is made. And Bruce says, you are the man, which is a nice little, uh, there's some meta stuff yes. going on there, too. And he says, God bless you, brother. You know what? I got to tell you. That's a nice thing. In right everything there. we've talked about, all these wonderful little moments, yeah. right? This is a wonderful moment yeah. that I Lou is just being himself. Yep. Oh yeah, exactly. It's like it's like we all know what's going yes. on. The audience knows what's going on. The actors know what's going on. The director knows what's going on. Like we're all in this together, guys. No, and, and, and Ed's reaction yeah. to that. And it's just like what a what a interesting like I don't even think they wrote that line. Because why would you God bless you, brother? No, like that's I not think so. that no. sounds like that sounds like Lou. Yes. From, the, from the times I've met him in the in yes. the conventions and stuff too. That sounds like pure Lou. They just, improv. Lewis went, dude. Yeah. Whatever, do whatever you want to do. Yeah, say whatever you want to say, because mm-hmm. it, it's cut and print. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> right. 
I don't think that's great. Yeah, but uh-huh. that's, it. that's the power of pizza. Yep. Uh, so he gets there. So then we get to see. And then it's interesting. It takes on for for a couple seconds. It takes on an interesting tone because the music sort of drops out to like a like you think like oh there's something there's some danger happening here and then Bruce slowly walks around the corner still holding the one pizza. I'm gonna slice in Michael Myers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right uh and so you don't know like he's all alone obviously they say the fifth floor is supposed to be deserted well okay so which again so, we're not sure about that yeah but this this shot yeah straight out of a horror movie oh yeah like, like straight, long lens down the hall well, like and, he steps out into the, in, in the thing and like i say the and the music has had a little eerie sort of and all you it. see first is the pizza bag right so I'm expecting a hockey mask and a machete, <laughs> or a uh, or a bleached William Shatner mask and, uh, yes. and some coveralls. What a weird! Like, yeah. I mean, okay. it's a weird. It's for a couple seconds there. So it's like it's a, a totally different movie. He's stepped yes. into. It completely seems out of nowhere. Yeah. But is this because the tone is this? We're now going to this ominous yeah, sort of moment. He doesn't know. He doesn't know exactly what's going to happen here. He's uh, he's a little unsure because what's odd is that it goes from that and it cut to I think one of the one of the best shots of the movie in terms of things. transition wise. Yeah, exactly. Sure. It's, it's right. a nice rolling shot where he's looking into now like a, the, a, the the computer lab that's set up uh, with a bunch of extra you know, computer parts above it. Uh, that seems a little unsafe. I don't know that that would pass OSHA. Uh, but then he, as, as it passes over like the, the brickwork like between the windows of it, he steps into the past. So yeah, like really he's always well seeing a flashback and it's all hazy, so you know it's back then. And seeing that this computer lab, the, the computer lab now was his lab, you know, back you know three five three or four years ago, uh, and we get to see sort of the them setting up for the experiment stuff too. And then we get a couple of of quick shots. It's a it's a really really cool transition to sort of show what's going on in his head. What is kind of cool is is that when you look at that shot down the hallway. You see the, and this is a bit of an establishing shot, is that you see these pillars of bricks that where the window openings are. Mm-hmm. So that's what the transition devices, and we we talked, you and I have talked about this a lot, yeah. even ourselves, just about when we love when when directors and editors use cool creative ways to transition between scenes. Yeah. So they're using one of those pillars of brick to actually, you know, pan across the screen, mm-hmm. going from present day back into right his, his, his one smooth movement. Vision. So it's like matching the shots together. Uh, it was it was really really cool. The other thing that really hits out at you is is the technology difference, which mm-hmm. I think it's almost now to me it's a little too much because what is this? We're talking about three years, yeah, roughly, right. It I looks, know. There's like uh, when you, they go into modern, they're all flat screen monitors. Yes, and it goes across, and they're CRTs. They're like, I was like, okay. Well, and even and even there's tapes in the yeah. background. Like, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it doesn't and, look like three years. No, it, it looks, looks like, like twenty five. Yeah, it looks like it's like they step back into the television show because right. I mean, there's there the technology is so far far back, especially for what was supposed to, should have been a high tech lab right. in the early two thousands. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. So then we get to see a little bit of what we saw only in snippets in the opening sequence, uh, and that's uh, the the night that it all went wrong. Uh, so we see Betty sort of looking on a little disapprovingly. It seems right, concerned. So that, like she's yeah, concerned. exactly. Like, are you sure you know what you're doing here, Bruce? Like uh, again, how Bruce convinced all these people that he should be the one they experiment on. 
Another interesting story that has yet to be told. But then they go right to that same shot that we saw for of the of the crosshairs going across his face straight out of the uh, the first episode of the Incredible Hulk television series. And then uh, when it goes across, we see from Bruce's perspective, we see Betty across the way, and then the light comes over his face. It makes a big sound here, and it, I think there might have been a roar buried in there. Yeah, as somewhere well. buried in the in yeah. the layering of the sound. Because it's like it, it goes really big, and then all of a sudden it, it snaps back, and right. he's you know back into modern times where he's just standing there, pretty much like facing himself, like where he would have been. Like it almost it's a match cut of like his face to his face in the same place in the frame, uh, but on the other side of the glass. Right. Uh, you know, back at his uh, you know, Stanley pizza delivery uniform this uses some really simple but very effective filming techniques that and, and in post-production sure mm-hmm. the the color grading is different yep the the haze there's a haze over it yeah. all it, it just a, it very quickly and simply portrays to the audience this is a vision yeah and it's well done and it's, it's going right into his head job. and then right back out of it right uh, so then we get to see into the computer lab which is where he's been headed and we see somebody in the background we don't exactly sure you know who that is at this point but there's one person here on the floor and then so bruce then sits down at a computer and starts yeah, talking well, again how do, I, that was jarring like yeah. a computer lab maybe there's a he's, person in the background. he's like he's like oh i guess you're just allowed to sit down and now pizza lab guy's again. got uh, access yeah. to a terminal i guess so and so he sits down and this is a dell 2700 fp this is a 20 inch tft active matrix lcd monitor so this is this is uh say this this is how far things have come this is that is not a computer that is a monitor right so the computer is actually down below probably likely i mean it's like now you can have an all-in-one that could be that small but at the time this is just a uh, well i love the fact that it said it i remember when monitors said active matrix Uh right because that was a thing this is what so we're going to get into some computer stuff here because this this is what i do for my day job is technology uh and so the uh, across the back, I, I looked to, to see this monitor had a DVI-D port, a VGA port, an S-video port, two USB ports, and an RCA jack. That's how far back this RCA was. An RCA jack. jack, right? But if you look at the uh, the thing on there, it's got okay. On the far left is the power. Then there's the DVI. Then there's a VGA, and then farther down, there's probably something cooked up into the USB port. Right. Why does it have a DVI and a VGA port plugged in the standard? Those are both video things. So why is it getting two different video signals? <laughs> I, I, I don't understand it. Like from the computer, you only need one video out to video in. Where's the second video thing it, coming it, it from? It has to look complicated. <laughs> I guess that's what, probably what you it was. You need an extra like, cord. Well, more cords. Plug in more cords. <laughs> why not more cords? <laughs> like you don't need two video inputs if you only have one computer that's coming to. Or is there a second source that's coming into that too in this computer lab? Uh, yeah, I don't understand I don't know. That. I don't get that. But eh. Well, what are you going to do? It is there. It's there, yeah. So then he goes over and he starts to log in. And here's my second nerdy technology <laughs> quibble. Okay, so he writes in username, it says. Not staff name, it says username. So this is your login name. Doctor, D-R dot space Elizabeth space Ross. No. No? No. No? Especially not in 2008. All spaces. First of all, couldn't. First of all, yeah. First of all, no punctuation yeah, unless no punctuation. it's between the two yeah, things. Not, not a period. Nobody no. gets a title in their username. No. Nobody. Like as someone who works in education, no, no professor, no doctor. You don't yeah. get that in your username. Okay, of course. You just first and last, and and probably at this time it wouldn't even be first and last. It would be first initial, last name. So it would have should have been E Ross, 
E. Ross or Elizabeth Ross. But that's you your username, yeah, not your personal name. Your username. You can't do that here. Actually, then I'm like, and I remember my first computer account I got in like 2000 and probably 2000 actually, right around. No, actually, take it back. I got my first one in college, uh, so that would have been in the early 90s, sure. and it was K. Olson one. But you can't do so that. So it would have been here. Eros one. But that but that you can't do that because why? Because we have clearly shown right. on the screen Dr. Elizabeth yes. Ross. So this is this is another one of those like movie magic things that you have to be like, uh, all right, take it as like we don't, why we, do they have it why is her name in a giant uh, exactly. sign outside of her building? Well, because for the same we need, reason that her username is Dr. Elizabeth Ross. We need to telegraph to the audience yes. who we're dealing with. That he's committing cybercrime. Because E Ross, that could be well, that could be the general. Maybe his middle name's Ernest. <laughs> Thunderbolt Ernest Ross. <laughs> Ernie? I don't know. Uh, so he, he obviously he's committing a cyber crime here, uh, logging using someone else's login credentials, which is even, a huge problem. Yes, a huge problem. How did he even get here? I don't understand this. Right. And so then we we see as he as we're looking at like how did he get this? Then they cut to. Uh, uh, per, the other person that's in the room. They cut to another guy sitting there who holds up a slice of pizza. And then, oh, that's what it is. He bribed the computer guy with pizza so he could like, hey, dude, can I just like check my email this, or something? That's insane! Because it's the power of Stanley's pizza. I don't think you understand how good this pizza is. Look how many doors it's already opened. It allowed... It's like Bruce got into Stanley's Pizza because, you know, even though he's a known fugitive, it got him into the lab and it got him access to secure computers. Like, this isn't doesn't seem to be a public computer lab. This is the science department, like their lab. This isn't this isn't free lab time. This, nobody's in there working on their term paper. This is where the minute ends? This is, that's where the minute ends. I need to find out. I need to know. Mm-hmm. You got to listen for the next minute because the next minute I need to know if this was if this was mission critical in the plot of this movie. Because <laughs> if it was, then you're telling me that a a platter of dough, cheese, and sauce oh. is the key to all of this happening. Don't mm. don't underestimate the power of pizza. Well, <laughs> this is this is Stanley's pizza. Whatever. <laughs> but before we before we wrap up though, we need to talk about the other guy. Oh yeah, who's this other guy? Because as they show him, that is Martin Starr. Martin Starr uh, is one of my actual favorite actors. Uh, he is like from Freaks and Geeks, where he started out. But the more important thing is he's going to show up again in the MCU. What? Because he plays Mr. Harrington in both Spider-Man MCU movies. Oh, no way! Yes, he I... is He is Peter Parker's teacher uh, in Spider-Man Far From Home uh, and, and Spider-Man Homecoming. Who's to say this isn't Harrington? And that's what they have said. They have retconned it and said this was Mr. Harrington when he was a college student. going. He went to Culver University and graduated and then went to teach at... Well, Clearly, this yeah. is why he lost students on his field trips <laughs> right. because he's letting people access a high tech computer lab for pizza. <laughs> it's Stanley's pizza, though. Oh, you have to understand the power of pizza. I'm, I'm not, I'm leaving. That's it. <laughs> it's the power of pizza. 
So yeah, so Martin Starr is actually a really good. He is he's he's a, a hard working man. He's had 110 credits on IMDb. He was in Freaks and Geeks. He was in Knocked Up. He was in Superbad. And most recently, he wrapped up his role as Bertram Gilfoyle on Silicon Valley, which I gotta say had one of the best final episodes of a sitcom I've ever seen. Like nice. they they really nailed that ending, which is a hard thing to do. So yeah, it was great. Like they they've gone on and said Kevin Feige has said. Yeah, it's the same guy. Just like they they've said, oh yeah, the kid at the Circa Expo was Peter Parker. That's sure. so great. That's yeah. ant- that's right. So they've said this thing because he's he's not credited as anything. He's just computer nerd. I think is his credit. He does have a credit. He yeah, he, is in he the is credit. credit. Yeah, he's credited in the movie. Yeah, even though he doesn't have a line. He's basically that's his whole thing. Just, just computer nerd. Pizza. Yeah, not computer pizza nerd. eating. Computer not pizza nerd? eating computer nerd. No, IMDb doesn't get that specific. What will Bruce discover by his cybercrime logging in as uh, as his ex girlfriend? Well, you'll have to wait and see in minute forty. Uh, in the meantime, uh, if you like what we're doing here, if you want to uh, have a one-on-one with us about your favorite pizza toppings and the power of pizza and what pizza has done for you, you can do that over at Patreon. Yes, we have our own Patreon. Um, you can go to dexreel.com slash Patreon. You can support us. Even even a dollar a month will help us. One dollar. Bandwidth isn't free, unfortunately. Neither are microphones. Not free. Yeah. <laughs> and please help us buy pizza for our staff. Oh, that would be very right? nice, actually. Yeah, we would like that. And good pizza. Yeah, exactly. Vinicius. You give us the money, we'll promise we won't buy terrible pizza. No, no, of course not. No, no, no pizzas from Papa's. Oh, see, I wasn't going to go no, there. No, I know. I'm but just saying, I, like, but I'm going to tell you, know, you yeah, right. no, yeah, absolutely no, not. Absolutely not. So we uh, thank you all for listening. Hope you had a smashing good time. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Bye.